we have the largest selection of Black-owned wines in the state of California. When we started, we wanted to be very intentional in bringing the wines that Lusty and I drink. So when we went to Napa, Lusty mapped out Black-owned. Um, when we go to places, we map out Black-owned. And so it only made sense that that's what we carried into our bar. Welcome to the Swirl Suite, everybody. This week, our guests are Leslie and Lee Jones, two sisters who owned 1010 Wine Events in Inglewood, California. The first Black-owned wine bar in Inglewood. This wine bar was not just a big deal for their community in California, but it was a big deal to all of us. Last year, I was lucky enough to do my own little Black-owned tour in secure style in LA and Inglewood. So I have been a 1010 and thank them for my experience. Before this conversation gets started, don't forget to subscribe to The Swirl Suite wherever you're listening to this podcast. Leave us a comment on Apple Podcasts or Spotify and be sure to rate us. Cheers. Welcome to The Swirl Suite, everybody. It's me and Tanisha today. We did an early Yay, show today. Yes. How are you? You are bright and, bright and shiny. You're drinking wine. Listen, the, the energy is different. I'm up. <laughs> I'm fresh. My cheeks are rosy. You've got on lipstick. Um, I mean, you were just showing listen, off today. We, I, I'm trying to, okay? I just want you to know that I actually can pull it together and I do look different outside of my pajamas, all right? Well, well, you look so beautiful. You are. Yeah. Well, thank you. I can't flip my hair in a ponytail, so, but if it was out. So before we started recording, you were telling me about a tour that you were in the, well, at the end of. Yes. Um, I've been working with the group for the past four days, um, taking them all over. They are hospitality students. And so we've been doing largely like some hospitality things. So we've gone behind the scenes at a couple of hotels to see what rooms like, to see how things run. We went behind the scenes of a catering company. We did a tour of a boulangerie and did a demonstration of uh, croissants, even rolled some croissants wow. by hand, watched them make the baguettes. Uh, they and that that particular boulangerie was actually um the number one winner like they won first place in the flan competition and they're like taste the flan taste the flan and I'm like I actually don't like flan so you don't like flan I'm not gonna taste it no I don't like and I'm not even a consistency person I just don't like the taste of it okay and then this one lady was like no taste it tastes really good she said it in front of the owner so I'm like okay I can't not taste it here in my face (laughs) Like, how am I just going to be like, mm-mm, I don't want to taste your flan. And so he was like, oh, you don't like flan? I was like, it's not my favorite. And I named the other things that he makes, you know, okay. that I'm like, oh, no, but this and this, I love those. He's like, no, my flan is different, though. And I'm like, everybody says this, but like, all right, sir. Okay, so did you like Let the flan? Tell. It's fine. You know, I don't like cold desserts. And flan is not warm. I like Wait. warm or like room temperature desserts. No, so I flan did not realize different. that you didn't like cold desserts because I know Leslie does not like ice cream. Now, but... I like ice cream. That can be cold. But like uh, sometimes creme brulee is like cold. Oh, or like sure. Claire's are cold. You I like cheesecake? Dessert, like, yeah. But cheesecake, I need it like room temperature, not like cold. Ooh, mm-mm, no. Okay. So like cheesecake, fried cheesecake, I think about that like, mm, it's not necessarily cold. I know that sounds weird. Maybe since the cheese bit. is different, but like cakey bit. stuff, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. Okay. So uh, yeah, like flan, I'm just like, I'm not a fan. Okay. Now his did taste more like custard, more like vanilla custard. So that was a little about That's what flan tastes like, like to me. 
yeah the other ones i've had i've just been like mm. <laughs> like whenever i see flan on the menu there are like 45 other things that i would prefer to have so i'm just like not gonna pick yeah. that one that's fair also for them to have a flan competition i did not realize that was something that was uh not saying that it has to be french for that but that so many people made flan here in france that they're like oh no we're gonna have a competition to see who makes the best Oh, no, I wouldn't be able to do that. I have a texture issue, but I don't mind flan. But like you, I'll never order it. I'll taste it. It doesn't yeah. bother me. You know, if it's in like a little like tart, if it's super small, I'll eat it. Sure. But am I ordering it? Probably not. No. Because I know it's something else on there I like. Like, sure. you know, I like um lemon meringue tarts. Like, okay, that's going to be something. Yeah. I like chocolate mousse. Um, Anything cakey or crumble situation. Sure. Yeah, I'm here for it. Uh, yeah, so it's other options. Yeah. Yeah, um, well, this weekend was um, Mother's Day weekend. So my mom and my grandmother do not like going out uh, for Mother's Day weekend because everything is overpriced and it's all, always crowded. Yeah. So um, they want to seafood. So I went to the wharf and got a bunch of seafood. And it was just five of us. So I could really show off. So what did I get? Got a fried catfish. I think I saw right. that on your story. Fried yeah, oysters. Yeah. Fried oysters. Um, I stared scallops and steamed clams. Is that it? Oh, and steamed shrimp with the if with I the head. back to DC, you just gotta cook at your house. Like, forget me sure. trying to go out and get some fried fish somewhere. I'm be like, so Sarita, I'm gonna be in town. Don't tell anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> be in town. <laughs> Keep it a secret, but I'm on my way. Yeah. And the thing is, I was the only one who drank wine because I know a lot of people who are dry right now. A lot of people going dry. I think I don't think it's permanent, but a lot of people since January are still dry. This is a very interesting phenomenon to me, and I'm going to call it a phenomenon because that's that's what I think it should be called. But I am noticing this as a thing from. Americans, just because I'm speaking from that point of view, that they are largely leaning in that direction of going dry and saying there's something wrong with alcohol. Not even just like I'm hmm. um, going dry just because like, oh, let's see if I can do it. But it's like, oh, I'm drinking too much or there is a problem or it's not good for your health. And I just find it interesting because it's it's always like go dry, not like let me cut back or sure. let me limit mm -hmm. or only special case things like that. It is the extremes. Yeah. Also, when it's from a health standpoint, alcohol isn't, and this is not me caping for alcohol, but kind of, it's not <laughs> necessarily that alcohol is inherently like terrible for your health as opposed to other things. No one is saying like, I'm cutting off all sugar. I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't hear these kind of moderations or these kind of cutoffs. And alcohol does not do the same kind of harm or as much damage, I think, as some of the other things that people ingest, drink, eat yeah. daily. It's it's definitely a thing. Um, I was in Total Wine yesterday um, shopping for some things. And Total Wine's non-alcoholic section is growing every time I go. They have beer. It's two aisles of non-alcoholic beer. Um, they have uh, the fruity like spritzers. And of course they have wine, mostly like white and bubble. Not too many reds, um, but it's there. 
it's 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 growing and it's it's really wild to me yeah i'm wondering if um and i guess the reason why like i always talk about this topic and and kind of fascinated by it would love to do like some research on it not sure what that research would look like or who i would talk to or whatever yeah but thinking about how what alcohol has you know for a long time been largely accepted it's been fine drink you know enjoy yourself social time socializing celebrations or even binge drinking you know that has been a thing but like okay we're trying to move away from that there was a time also when smoking was a thing where people would smoke all the time and you could smoke in the office you could smoke on the planes you could smoke right in front of the building you could smoke at your house you could smoke in the car now you can't smoke anywhere smoking is seen as like this horrible thing and people are shamed for it i'm wondering now if we're moving in that direction, well, not we, because I'm not, if people <laughs> are moving in that direction with alcohol, will alcohol become a thing like tobacco is now? That's, I mean, that's a whole nother podcast. And I think smoking um, was really built upon like uh, from propaganda. And I, and I, I mean, smoking was really killing people, you know? So I think it's a, it might be a little different, but um it's a, it's a really interesting topic. And I actually want to bring our special guests in, Leslie and Leanne Jones from 1010 Wine Bar. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Swirl Suite. Thank you. Thanks Hi, for having us. Morning. Thank you. Hi. Good afternoon. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> so um, before you guys introduce yourselves, like, what do you, what's your take on non-alcoholic beverages? Will you ever have it at your wine bar? And do you drink it? Uh it's a it's a no for us <laughs> so yeah we don't drink uh not alcoholic beers or wines we actually did carry it for a little bit of time at the bar but to be honest nobody really drank it we would get a pregnant woman here and there that would want you know a glass of it and so we ended up throwing out so much of it that we just decided mm-hmm. not to carry it anymore what's interesting is that when we did have it it's what we noticed is that people would rather have soft drinks than mm-hmm. a non-alcoholic wine or beer. So it really, it was like, hey, do you have a Sprite, a Coke, a ginger ale, rather than, you know, do you have a Chardonnay that's alcohol-free, you know, so. Yeah. Because also you would be paying like the same price, yes? Like for a glass of alcohol-free Chardonnay versus normal Chardonnay. I, yeah. yeah, the I it mean, was slightly yeah. less expensive, but- um, yeah, you would pretty much be paying the same thing. So Yeah, and I would be looking at it like, are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> I understand why I'm not knocking the pricing aspect from your standpoint, but from my standpoint as a consumer, like, wh- why not just pay, like, why not just have happiness and have right. wine with the alcohol in it? Like, why also, am I paying for tears of sadness? No. Right, right. <laughs> and I think a lot of people, like you kind of say, said, kind of jumping on this way, but don't necessarily understand what that means exactly. So we would have it on our menu and they're like, well, how exactly is it non-alcoholic? And how does the process work? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know how wine is made. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand all this. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my husband was dry for the entire last year. And so I went through a lot of, well, first of all, they have figured out how to make non-alcoholic beer taste fine. Tastes just like regular beer. Um, the spritzers are fine, but wine, they have not figured have out. Not y'all. It's really, so it's really tough to drink for me. Um, and, you know, they have this process called de-alcoholization. I don't really know how, how it works 
or anything like that. But you, mm -hmm. yeah, you're right. I don't understand it. I would love for somebody to come on the show and break this down to us. We can have a lot of questions, but um, <laughs> we'll talk about that after because I actually have talked to someone about that process. Okay. And I know there's a shop here and the own like it's all non-alcoholic drinks. So mm -hmm. spirits, beer, wine and all that. And then the we spirits. have talked about there the, are um, spirits too. I yeah, tried them. We have talked about the uh, process. I think it might be the difference why they have beer. I feel like beer isn't necessarily as natural anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's easier to make that in a non-alcoholic way. Whereas with wine, you have to make it and then take the alcohol out. Yeah. Which you are also removing the flavor. And as I stated previously, the happiness and the joy. <laughs> so... um there's there's that or they'll just be like okay let's just mix some juices together or they were ferment something else like they have this one wine that um at the place i was talking about and it's made from beetroot hmm. like well, just hand me a coca-cola if <laughs> well i mean it's growing here there is a non-alcoholic wine wait is it a wine bar no it's just a non-alcoholic bar that just opened not too far from my house. Ooh. Um, I'm curious. I mean, I'm, I'm very not. curious. That does not sound like fun at all. It's I mean, it's becoming a thing. I'm though. sorry. Judge, judge <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some, some people you, might love it. You also, a lot of these places that do make the alcohol free, they're mass produced, right? So if you just, I mean, wines in general that are mass produced, are less appealing. So then if you take whatever runoff that they had from the mass mm -hmm. produce, and yeah. then you go through that distillation process, it's even worse. I know I haven't run across one where it's like small batch alcohol free at all. So I think that also adds to the unpleasantness of it. I only know one. Um, I met this woman during a wine fair and she makes a sparkling wine and her and it's alcohol free. And she came up with the idea because she was at a wedding and they had these beautiful, I think she said Baccarat crystal glasses and they mm -hmm. put like juice in them because they didn't drink alcohol. And she was like, that's terrible. They need to have something beautiful and classy in these glasses, not like a fruit smoothie. So she came up with this sparkling wine and I tasted it. It was, it was nice. Like it was fine. It was pleasant. I mean, clearly I knew it wasn't alcohol in it, but I can, it looked beautiful in the glass. And so that was one that I have mm. tasted. That I was like, okay, this, this I could do. Okay. Um, I mean, I won't because I'll just drink champagne, but you know, for others, I'm like, this is a sparkling. That would be nice for, you know, someone who's getting married, who is a Muslim and, you know, for what other or some other religion that doesn't drink, or they just don't drink, but right. they want to have something nice and pretty in a glass. Otherwise, like, just drink something else. Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much go to any DC bar now and ha have a mocktail, and they're almost the same price as the regular drinks. And so I'm like, mm, okay, never mind. Just, no, just if add not alcohol. More. If not more. Exactly, more. exactly. If not more, mm-hmm. I feel like two, and then we'll get off this topic because I know that is not what we brought on our guests <laughs> on here today. But like when you're talking mocktails, now this might be arrogant of me, but here we go. I feel like I can mix three juices together at home. Like, do I have to come out for this? 
like why am I out at your side? I'm like I can mix orange, pineapple, and mango together and but put you a know that's in. not it's 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 crafty though. You know they're they're juicy. They're juicing ginger. They're making ginger syrups. They're adding herbs. They make it pretty. Everything is like craft. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to okay. be different. I mean, what I had was delicious. It was fine. Um, but yeah, it was just no buzz. You know, no kick. It just seems like a high concentration of sugar at one time. Also that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially things on the shelves. The the wine especially. Full of sugar. Yeah. So at that point, just drink a Coke Zero. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. Then there's that. I'm sorry. Let, like, let me revert, but I'm sorry on one <laughs> note. Okay. All right. I'm going to get on something else. All right. Well, welcome to the Swirl Suite. Well, welcome. Welcome. Um, please introduce yourselves to everybody. My name is Leslie Jones, and I'm the co-founder of 1010 Wine and Events in Inglewood, California. Name is Lee Jones, the co-owner of 1010 Wine and Events in Inglewood. Yay. Happy to have y'all here. What are y'all drinking? Breakfast of Champions Champagne. <laughs> yes. I love it. Which one? Oh, which one? Uh, we're doing Piper this morning. Very um, nice. One Very of nice. our one of our go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys always know you wanted to open a wine bar? Uh, actually we did, uh, we grew up in a dry household. So it's kind of having funny having this conversation, uh, right after the conversation we just had, uh, but we grew up in a dry household. So, um, <clears throat> liquor, wine, it was never at our house. It was never served. It was never any of the conversations that we ever had. So it's kind of funny that, uh, we are now to this place because both of our parents didn't drink. <laughs> so what was that moment where you guys were like, we love wine. Let's open up a wine bar. Wow. Um, I would probably say, well, like our love for wine probably started about eight years ago or so. Um, then we, you know, we would do Napa and things like that and buy different wines, try different wines. It wasn't until probably about two years before we purchased a building that we were like, let's do a wine bar. Probably, actually, probably like a year. Yeah, it was two years. It was two years. Yeah, two years. So yeah, we both, we liked to drink. You know, we went to college. We discovered alcohol. We were like, oh, this is fun. Um, <clears throat> uh, Lee ended up going to law school and really got into wine, going to different wine regions. So she would introduce different wines to me. Like uh, she went to school in Arizona and I was back in California at this point. So we would talk about wine over the phone and FaceTime, going to different wine bars and things like that, and really grew our relationship in adulthood over wine. And so kind of independently, we were both looking for spaces to do something in Inglewood, because this is a city where we are born and raised. So I wanted to open up a space to host events. I'm a wedding planner. And Lee wanted to open up a space to do wine tasting, because like I mentioned, she's an attorney, so <laughs> she kind of takes <laughs> things to the extreme. So she'll end up liking something and then end up wanting to study it and learn more and more about it. So that was kind of the case with wine. So really got into wine. Um, and then we ended up finding the space where we are now and decided just to do something together. I know here in D.C., um, a lot of business owners and developers do not want to place certain businesses in in neighborhoods um, that don't have a lot of sit-down restaurants, don't have a lot of wine bars like like my neighborhood. Were you nervous at all about opening a wine bar in Inglewood? I wouldn't say we were nervous. We always joked that we knew that our family, our 
friends and the people that we went to high school and college with would support us. And we kind of did the numbers and we were like, okay, if these people show up consistently, plus with our love of wine, as much as we drink, we knew that we'd be able to keep the doors open. So when we first started the business, it wasn't even thinking about being profitable. It was really, we opened up the space because we were thinking, we were tired of going outside of our community to enjoy good food and to enjoy good wine, to enjoy good vibes. So the honest to God truth is we really didn't expect other people to come. And we based our business plan, um, as silly as it sounded, just off of like our core group. You know, we're born and raised here. So we have friends here. We have a ton of people in the community that we know. So we kind of just based it off of those people consistently supporting us. And so we're like, if all else fails, we know that our uncles will come, right? <laughs> you know, <laughs> and um, <laughs> they drink enough for everyone. <laughs> They'll drink enough for everyone. And our uncle does come to the bar every single Sunday. So shout out to our uncle Red. But um, we were like, if nobody else comes, like we know that our family, our friends and our folks from high school will support us. And so that's kind of what our thinking was. So the fact that, you know, other people and other brands have showed up and people come consistently and they share our story and they tell other people to come and they bring people with us. Honestly, almost two years into this, it still blows our minds. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Has the community embraced you guys also? Oh, absolutely. Um, we're a pretty tight niche group. So a lot of the people that are on our team are within the community. Um, so that helps the people that we do so for example mother's day we have a photo booth we have florals so all of those people were community members so i think because we tug on the community for to for things that we need on the outside like our weekly florals or when we do special events photo booths and things like that it just helps to bring in more community so you know we have people that said i just walked here or you know i'm right over the hills a five minute uber drive you know, things like that. So we really are, um, I would say, I don't know, a large, a large amount of our uh, consumers are community-based. We also have a great <clears throat> relationship with other Black-owned and women-owned businesses in Inglewood. Um, so there's a coffee shop down the street from us. It's called Sip and Sounder. It's Black and female-owned. And, um, <clears throat> you know, their coffee shop closed at three, four o'clock. So oftentimes we open at, we open at five o'clock. So oftentimes if people are still hanging out there, they'll encourage people to go over to 1010 um, or vice versa for us. People are like, well, why don't you serve coffee? We're like, well, we don't serve coffee, but Sip and Sonder does. Um, and we have a relationship with several different business owners in our community, Jams Creamery, Hilltop, you know, just to name a few that really are a community of business owners. And um, there's definitely support there. So we refer people when there's grant opportunities, things going on in the city. We're constantly talking about those things and sharing those opportunities. That's so dope. Um, I've actually been to 1010. Uh, oh, Leslie, okay. I don't know. Yeah, I, you probably don't remember, yeah. but it was last year. And um, this was while my husband was dry. So oh, wow. we were there on like a Wednesday or no, it was Wednesday because it was the live music. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we were there. You guys just don't have regular people in there. It was like. It was a few people who were actors in there. I was like, that dude is from Parks and Rec. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm <laughs> but um, 
But no, it was a really, I, we would love to have something like that here. No, 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 we do have something similar. It's, um, it's just a little different, but, um, it was, it was a great energy and yeah, it was, it was packed in there that day. I had a great time. My husband was dry, so he drank water, I believe, but you know, um, I sort of ran your staff. I was like, give me one of everything. Cause I've never had this before. We can't get some <laughs> of these bottles on the East coast, but, um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's cool because not only are we in Inglewood, but we're less than five minutes from Lamert Park. We're 10 minutes away from Baldwin Hills, which is considered the Black Beverly Hills. So it's not odd for what, like what you said, for, you know, actors or people of influence to be in our space because they do live locally um, and they want to support Black owned businesses. They want to sit down, have a glass of wine. Um, and it's a space where you can do that. And the cool thing about it is, is that it really does feel like family. So I feel like when those people do come in, they feel like they can just come and hang out and don't feel like they're going to be bombarded or bothered or any of those things. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. When we see some of those people come in, we're like, what? <laughs> you go to the back and have an aha moment right, and like, they come right back up. Like, what are you, <laughs> why are you here? That's crazy. <laughs> that's so dope. So tell us about the selection of wines that you decided to have at 1010. Yeah. So we have, um, the largest selection of black owned wines in the state of California, when we started, we wanted to be very intentional and bring in the wines that Leslie and I drink. So when we went to Napa, Leslie mapped out Black-owned. Um, when we go to places, we map out Black-owned. And so it only made sense that that's what we carried into our bar. Um, and that's really how it started. And then we started growing our wine list, growing our wine list. And then we looked up and we're like, wow, you know, we we have 95% Black-owned and, and you know, we do women-owned LGBTQ, but, you know, with 95% Black-owned, it's just, it's really taken off. And it's, like I said, it's what we like. It's what we love. It's what we support. It's what we do. So it really is a reflection of us. When we first made the menu, to be honest, it was all reds because, like, that's what we usually drink. And they were like, all right, um, let's, you know, uh, put more diversity into this. And so it really stretched us to you know, go outside of our comfort zone. But what we didn't want to lose was that the fact that we wanted to highlight Black-owned wines, winemakers, um, and like I said, women-owned and LGBTQ. It really did stem from our parents. Like when we were growing up, they instilled the importance of supporting small businesses, Black-owned businesses, women-owned businesses when we were younger. So I tell this story often. We lived by a mall, but we also lived around the corner from a small shopping center. And the small shopping center had a, a record store in it. And <clears throat> our parents used to have us go to that record store because it was Black-owned. They knew the owners. They knew the owners were working to send their kids to college versus the record store that was inside the mall where the CD was, you know, $5 cheaper. But our parents were like, these people are, you know, paying their mortgage each month. They're sending their kids to college. So it's important for you to support those brands. So, you know, in any endeavor that we do, we always are looking to support small businesses, Black-owned businesses. Um, in our previous businesses that we had before 1010, we also did that. So it was really like a natural progression for us to do that when we opened up 1010. What's behind the name 1010? It's not creative at all. Our address is 10 <laughs> North Florida. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we were going to call it flights because <clears throat> we're by the airport and we have 15 flights on our menu. 
And then as we were going through the whole process, we realized that there's a bar called Flights in Inglewood right next to the airport. So we're like, oh, can't do that. Right. <laughs> Thank goodness our sister's an attorney. So that was helpful. Yeah. Um, and so, is trademark, by the way. <laughs> line is trademark, so we're good there. Uh, so yeah, we were trying to pick our brains on what else we could call it. And we were like, oh, 1010 has a ring. Um, and we serve wine and we do events. So 1010 wine and events. So that's really where it came from. <laughs> if you were to open a second location, what city would it be in? I think that we have different <laughs> opinions on this one. <laughs> um, I would want to do Inglewood again. Um, and just on just on the opposite side. I think Leslie is more of out of state type vibe. But honestly, I'm open to either at this point. And I think that whatever opportunity makes sense is what we should go with. Yeah, I definitely want to go to Phoenix next. So I went yeah. to Arizona State. Um, <clears throat> Lee went to Arizona State as well. And then went to law school at the University of Arizona. So um, kind of going with the same trend that I talked about before when we opened up 1010. That's the largest that's the next city where we have the largest group of people that we know and have community with. So, you know, what we have found has really worked for us being in Inglewood is that we do get a lot of support from our family and our friends. And our team really is an extension of our family and our friends. So, you know, one of our longest standing employee who's now been promoted to our director of operations. She's one of my good friends from high school's younger sister, our events, um, manager is our god sister's cousin like you know it's like all of these people that are really connected to us in some kind of way um so it's helped us build and maintain a really awesome team and so having that foundation also in phoenix i think would be helpful for us to kind of build our our brands there um and if there was nothing like this in Inglewood, there's definitely nothing like this in Phoenix. So that's kind of where I want to go next versus, you know, expanding where we are now. But like Lee said, I'm super open to, you know, whatever opportunity comes upon us next. Of course, we're, you know, thinking about that and looking at different spots. But, you know, we really are um, people that are guided by our gut and our intuition. So, you know, whatever we feel like is the next best move, that's what we'll do. It may not be Phoenix, it may not be Inglewood, it might be a city that we're not even thinking of, but we're super open to it. What I love though, is that when uh, people come in and they like pitch us their ideas for why we should come to their city. And I'm like, okay. like And <laughs> the most recent one that kind of taken me aback was Augusta, Georgia. And I was just like, I just don't know how that will go over in that. I've never been to <laughs> right. But I just, you know, I'm black, I'm gay, you know. <laughs> I don't know like how that goes down in Georgia. So, um, but I was like, okay, that's interesting. We'll look into it. So. Girl, just smile and nod. Just be like, uh -huh, yeah, thanks. But it was, a, right. it was a it was a black man that was telling me this. Like, you gotta do it. I live there, it's perfect. You gotta come, you'll make the money during the masters. And I'm like, are you talking about the same people that told Tiger they was gonna have collard greens? Like, I don't know. It was fried chicken and watermelon. There it is. <laughs> and, so, yeah. and I thought they were a dry area too. I didn't think there was that much drinking going on there. Yeah. 
Well, we beat Toby. That's like I said. You might just been talking about him and his five friends. Right. They, they, they want somewhere to go specifically. Right. So they want you to come there. Backyard, if you like. Right. He just wants you to do a pop up for two yeah, weeks yeah, during the Masters. I don't know if you heard of Atlanta, but he, he got more. It yeah. fits what yeah. what yeah. you know. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, so we'll veto that one. But we're pretty open to other places. <laughs> I could definitely see DC or Maryland. Yeah, we have a, a lot of family there as well. And we, oh, nice. We, we used to go every summer mm-hmm. for Fourth of July. Um, and so, yeah, we also understand like the amount of work that it takes to kind of build a space. And so yeah. if we do commit to doing something out of state or outside of our city, one of us would have to move there to get that, you know, started. So it's also like, it has to be a place that we, I, I know I just said that we were open, but also we do have some requirements, <laughs> but it also has to be a place that we would want to live. Like, you know, I'm open to living in DC and things, you know, other places, but you know, it is a, a thing where we would have to be there, you know, six months to a year to kind of get it off the ground. Okay. Um, and so we would, those things would also be in consideration when we're choosing our next spot, which is why, you know, Phoenix and Inglewood already kind of felt like, you know, the next step because we already have foundations there i um for a long time i wanted to live in arizona yeah i saw well thanks to terry mcmillan (laughs) waiting to exhale and i was like oh my god it's so beautiful i want to go there i want to go there and so years later i had a business trip to arizona and i was like oh my god like i manifest this and i got there and i was like hell (laughs) it is too hot i'm like the sweat is evaporating off it's a different type of hot though it is let me tell you your oven is hot and you will still burn up in your oven it's dry heat yeah it's still hot hot is hot it's hot so i'm happy that i had that experience and then my life changed. And I no longer wanted to live in Arizona. If you ate ice cream, it would be okay. Um, <laughs> they mentioned earlier that you don't need ice cream. And I don't like ice cream either. So <gasps> Why don't you cool. like ice cream? Two Leslie's that don't eat ice cream. Wow. Well, oh, so it's a Leslie thing. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, okay. It's a Leslie. I'm going to make a note. I feel like one is just like really overrated. And then two is just... Um, I just, I don't like it. I actually, like, I'll do sorbet here and there. Like if I need like a little, you know, something, but ice cream itself, it's not my favorite. Mm. (laughs) Man, like Tanisha said, all the happiness. Where is it? Okay, wait, we got to dig a little deeper, just a smidge deeper. So like, what's wrong with it? Like, what is it? Is it the creamer? Right. That's I'm like, what is it? I don't like the creaminess. I don't like that it's so much dairy in it. I don't like that people have tried to make ice cream into all these different things. Like, just keep it chocolate, vanilla, Ah. and and strawberry. Like, nobody needs to have fucking, oh, sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. You know, (laughs) deviled egg ice cream like just stop like the chicken and waffle ice cream just stop like it's yeah that's extra but listen a little (laughs) butter pecan okay so last year I saw on the internet I love mustard right I love mustard based stuff Mm -hmm. there is a mustard ice cream I've had I've had olive oil ice cream that was weird but good okay so I was like mustard ice cream I'm gonna need to taste that and then yesterday I saw online that they make ice cream with obey like sprinkled in it yeah it's too much it's, it's just like so they do go too far sometimes or is it just enough 
And I think it's the only dessert that people go to the extremes like that with. Even Mm. we experimented with a Merlot ice cream for a while. And I was like, people liked it. It was cool. But I was just like, no, I don't want to put it on the menu. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) Introducing Zen in a Jar's We Outside collection. Every generation has their own bug repellent. Our grandparents had off and centronella. Our parents had skin so soft. Now we have Zen in a jar. You don't have to choose between smelling good and keeping bugs away. The We Outside collection is our most beautiful fragrances with lemongrass, which is natural for mosquito and gnat repellent. Perfect for the spring and summer, especially in DC, y'all. Explore fragrances like Boats and Hose, Coconut Amber Lemongrass, Fatu, Mango Rose. Oh, wait, that says Rose. <laughs> Mango Rose Lemongrass, Get Me Home, Strawberry Lemongrass Coconut. It's Girl Summer, Jasmine Coconut Nag Champa. I Need a Girl, Lavender Lemongrass Spicewood. Zen in a Jar takes lemongrass all the way around the fragrance wheel. They are sure to have a blend you'll love. Available in bug repellent candles as well. Centronella wear. Get ready for summer with the Zen in a Jar We Outside collection. Available now at zeninajar.com. So this part of the show, close out questions. Um, yes, everybody can answer these, but um, most of them are all about Inglewood, like where you're from. All right, I'm going to mute. <laughs> Why? You know, you know some of these. No, it's your opinion. It's opinion based questions. It's not trivia. Oh Oh my God. My opinion on Inglewood? No. Ice cream off some more. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, here we go. Favorite insecure season? Uh, For me, season one, I think it was just crazy to see. Like, I mean, we watched uh, Diaries of Back awkward black girl but it was just really crazy to see her on the screen and then also see places that we go to all the time and the apartment building that she lived in was like down the street from us so I think like that was pretty that in season three because that's when things got really yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah. mine is season three too yeah, yeah. Mine is yeah. Season, yeah. Season, three. season one it was just like very surreal and when we saw the billboards like all over the city we're like what that's crazy yeah mm-hmm. I it came out when I was in law school in Arizona so when I saw the first episode and she did the Kendrick Lamar song as yeah. an intro, I said, you got something right here. <laughs> that, was, that was fire. Leslie, Tanisha, y'all watch, right? You can answer. Tanisha, you didn't watch it. Not enough to pick a season. Like I have seen episodes, <laughs> but I was not a regular watcher. Because I mean, it was hard for me to get it here. Yeah. Like, I've been here, yeah. here the whole time. So trying to find it, bootleg it, and then get that was an effort. It was worth the effort. I would say season three. Yeah, Yeah. season three for me too. Um, If you ask me why, I don't know. Everything seemed to hit the fan and she was shifting in season three. You could tell like a lot Mm -hmm. was about to change in season three. Then Nathan came along. They were like Coachella. So yeah, season three. Coachella was was a good good episode. (laughs) Um, I still do. Well, I'm, I'm weird. My husband calls me like the perfect consumer 
when they did promotions, uh, they used to use hashtag insecure Sundays. So now I have to watch at least one episode on Sundays. So yeah, it usually <laughs> plays all day on Sunday, just in the background, you know. Um, right, I love it. Yeah. Okay. The Wood or Love and Basketball? Love and Basketball. The Wood. <laughs> I, mean, I think for me the same thing with the wood it's like it's a whole movie named after our city and it's just to see you know so many different landmarks that mm-hmm. we grew up around especially when love the- and basketball had to landmarks. that's true that's true but usc true like true. ronnie's going to usc now like okay so but everybody has their own opinions so i chose the wood you chose love and basketball that's fine <laughs> i mean they're both classics yeah they're both good sure but for me, <laughs> love basketball. For sure. I would say the wood. I'm losing here. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm gonna jump on the wood too. Really? Oh, it's yeah, loving exactly. basketball. I'm going me. to say the yeah. wood. Let me rephrase that. Yeah, definitely loving basketball for me. Um, soundtrack alone. Um, soundtrack was. Yeah. Soundtrack. that's what kind of had me leaning mm-hmm. that direction at first. But then I'm yeah. like, the actual movie itself. I'm like, ah. Okay. Okay. Who has the best tacos near you? Oh. Okay, I knew so this is a hard places. one for y'all. This is really hard. So worldwide tacos, but as if you watch Insecure, you will know that there's at least a two hour wait. So I don't know. That, that was how real? This is it's very real. Oh, so you go and you place your taco order and then you go do other things. Like you go grocery shopping, mm. you pick up your kids from school, you know, you maybe work a work shift. Like it's literally <laughs> that long. Like yeah. You wait two, three hours for your tacos and then they call you or text you when they're ready. But jerk salmon tacos, uh, just they're Everything delicious. What makes um, it so good? I think it's just all the options, but they're just so flavorful. Like they're really flavorful. Um, they're just really good. I love them. Okay. I had last week um but you just you don't go hungry like you have to know that you want to go and like prepare like okay I'm gonna go at 11 o'clock and order because around 1 1 30 I'm gonna be hungry because if you go and order at 1 1 30 you're not gonna get it to like 3 34 and then everybody's gonna be pissed off so that's <laughs> why you gotta go at like 11. the other place I really like it's a food truck it's called uh, Fresh Signatures they only do their tacos on Tuesdays they have taco Tuesdays it's a food truck um and his tacos are bomb like mm. definitely like the caribbean influence to his tacos and he has like a fried salmon taco oh my god um, i like salmon. i think all black people like salmon but like <laughs> salmon tacos, uh fried shrimp tacos um yeah he'll do like a short rib taco and i don't eat beef but i'll eat that um so yeah those are my top two i have to go with kitchen 49 it's another food truck, but tacos are amazing. Really good. Like fresh salsa, everything. Like, you know, just you can t- taste the freshness. That's what I like. Like, I don't want to feel like it's been processed. You know what I mean? And if it has been, lie to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Make it taste fresh. Right. <laughs> so squirt some lime juice over right. it. Right. Do <laughs> but no, he, his tacos are amazing. Leslie and Tanisha, do y'all eat tacos? I do. I'm just trying to, there was one place, I think it's, um, 
there's a there's a there's a this sounds kind of funny, but it's a Jewish deli. And it's um called Go Tell Your Go Tell Your Mother. That that was that's bagels. They, they got tacos? I know. It's a bagel taco. Girl, what you finna say, Leslie? I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> they, they but they don't have it at all of their stores because they're kind of like they have different stores. But the one in Bethesda has the best tacos and bagels. But isn't that yeah. okay all right tanisha can you get tacos in paris girl them things not real mm -mm. <laughs> <laughs> and they have a thing called french tacos it's like what is real, but like with french fries in it and like other stuff like if you google french tacos you're gonna be crazy disappointed you, you'll look it up and be like now, it's like a, it, yeah it's like they put all the things that you will put in like a wrap or like a panini you just put them in like a taco shell mm. and then like wrap it up and then you know melt I, it. Which, I, mean, I mean that's fine on its own it's not a taco right yeah i mean it sounds like I mean, drunk food have you tried it oh of course because <laughs> i was like i need to know what's going on here <laughs> is it good I mean, it's fine for a sandwich, but it's not okay. like y'all need to take these this word taco off the side. Okay, of the <laughs> like, is what I, you need to do. Oh, um, but there are places that are starting to come, so okay, they, they're trying. And I feel like we're super lucky. Like we are in Southern yeah. California, school in Phoenix, um, so like Mexico, Mexican food is like outside of Mexico. It doesn't get better in those two places. So yeah. I mean, I was just work what last week mm -hmm. and I don't even know why I got a taco it was so stupid and I threw it away I was like this shit is disgusting why did I get this so <laughs> you know you can't really you know I'm not going to try it any other places but size here Phoenix and uh Mexico itself <laughs> um we have a really popular um taco spot it's called Surfside it's only two locations I believe um the first location was like a little shack on the side of a busy road and well, um, like during lunchtime, because it's like a busy business area, we would stand in line for an hour and a half for those tacos. So they're wow. very, very good. So wow, wow. yeah, okay. Now, I don't know. I don't want to compare them to California tacos, but <laughs> they're good. <laughs> um, okay. Training day or boys in the hood? Oh, training day all day. <laughs> King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> All day training, yeah, <laughs> yeah, training day for sure. I mean, I think that I mean maybe because you know we were a little bit. I mean, training day came out like closer to like when we could watch movies like that, like Boys in the Hood. Like we couldn't really watch that growing up, so it's something I watched in my adult life. But yeah, training day is it. <laughs> I might have to say Boys in the Hood. Because that was, I mean, it's not like a coming of age story, but like, I just remember it coming out. I remember yeah. how I felt. I remember all of that. Yeah. I mean, Train Day, get, don't get me wrong. Excellent movie. Stellar mm -hmm. cast. Great. But Boys in the Hood, that, man. Hmm. When Morris Chestnut was wandering through the alley. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? I'm about to get emotional right now. Are you serious? It was a punch in the air for me. That was, that oh, was, that's classic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I refuse to pick. You can't. Um, it's it's yes. tough. It's tough. If you you just can't. You can't. It's 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 too different. You yeah. Know. 
Yeah. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's tough. Okay, so Training Day is probably one of my favorite movies, like top five. I was on my birthday, October 5th. I turned 21 and Training Day came out. There was barely any tickets left in the theater. I sat in the front row to see to watch Training <laughs> Day on my birthday. Back, I was this. like, I don't care who's coming with me, but we're going to see Training Day. So <laughs> I was in the front, like all sitting all the way back. Right. But I got through it and yeah. Hands down, my favorite movie. So, Training Day all day. Well, all right. There's that. Yeah. Okay. Where do you go for breakfast? I mean, to be honest, we don't really eat breakfast. That I was going to say my <laughs> real answer is my right. The kitchen. We work at a bar, right? So, we you know, are up pretty late. So, normally, by the time that we're up, up and like go like 9 a.m. starting this, our time, I know we asked for this time, so I'm not complaining, <laughs> but this is kind of for us to be honest. So, um, yeah, most times, like, we're not really up for breakfast, but if I had to choose the place, um, like, Hilltop, which is a coffee shop, speaking of like Insecure, uh, Issa Rae is one of the owners. They have like some really great like bites. And then if I just want to be like gluttonous, there's another place around the corner, keeping it all local in Inglewood called Soul Shack. Um, and they just have like all of the like, all of the like delectables that you could think of for breakfast. Um, and they're quick and it's hot and you could sit down there or you could grab it and take it home. Um, so they have like French toast, all the things. So actually like last week when I was feeling a little hungover, like I door dashed it to my house and it was like, great. But I didn't wake up again until like 3 p.m. So it's not really like ideal for like, you right. know, a day when I have something going on. But I say Hilltop or Soul Shack. Yeah, I don't really eat breakfast. Do you like that one place, the butcher place? Oh, yeah. Um the butcher, the baker, the cappuccino maker. That's and, cute. Yeah. It first started because they have these lattes that they like draw stuff. So you can do like a special message. Like they will draw your face. And so, yeah, it's crazy. So that's kind of like, it was like an Instagram thing. I was like, let's go check it out. And it actually has really good food and it has an outdoor area too. So for COVID, it was like a go-to. Yeah. I like that place. I need to see what these faces look like. They got an Instagram account. They do. All okay. of them. I'm like, I need to check this out. I got to see yeah. what's happening. They, they literally, you can tell them whatever you want them to draw. It takes like 30 minutes or so, but you know, they draw it into the foam of your, of your, of your coffee. Ain't your coffee crazy. cold at that point? 30 minutes. Right. <laughs> I'm like, thank you for my ice latte. I people do it. You would think, I don't know how they do it. It's amazing. So it, it, it stays Huh? Maybe they have it on a warmer. Like they when they're doing Maybe, the art and stuff, yeah. they might be sitting on a warmer. Yeah. Because I don't care how bomb my face look. If my coffee cold, like <laughs> I have a problem. What is it all for? What was the reason? <laughs> right. It was for Instagram. <laughs> what was the reason? Do y'all eat breakfast? Girl, I love breakfast. I would eat breakfast for dinner regularly. It's a couple of breakfast places here that I um that I like that do pancakes. So a place that has pancakes. If I'm at home, um, I'm simple. Uh, original Pancake House is about mm. to be the go-to because their bacon is extra crispy. Home fries are fried like I like. 
fluffy pancakes and um yeah unlimited coffee hmm. or bonobless whatever y'all call it yeah <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think um i have to say the silver diner they can do a good breakfast they, they have um, the it's like the more locations they start to build the quality went down so, so yeah. I don't and then, you know they're building with it the harder yeah God. yeah so I don't really go there anymore. Too much. Okay. They I don't know what it is about this area. There are not a lot of good breakfast spots around here. Like if I want good French toast and good like like home fries, like I don't know where to go. If y'all are listening and you can send me breakfast spots, just send them to me because I'm a huge girl. We going to your kitchen. That's where we going. We're not going. But, we're going to House of Sarita. There is one place. There's a black owned spot and it's called Butter Me. I don't know if y'all can see this, but these are their breakfast sandwiches. Yes. These little, yeah, they, they're really good. So it's great hangover food too, but their breakfast sandwiches are bomb. And I when it. I was in LA last year, I did, how many black owned coffee shops did I go to? Um, I think three or four. And y'all, y'all make good breakfast sandwiches too, along with fabulous coffee. So I love that. We have some good coffee spots here. Sip yeah, and Saunder, sure. South mm-hmm. LA Cafe. Those are all pretty Wait, good. Wait, I went those Black are the home. ones I went to. Yeah. Mhm. Oh, there you go. All right, last one is for Leslie and Lee. If you could have any artist do a private show on a wind down Wednesday, who would it be? Uh for me it's Stevie Wonder. He actually oh. came to Tenpin. Uh you know, I was I just I think this is why it's top of mind. Like next week, we'll make a year ago that he came, or a year since he came to Tintin, and we were closed for a private party uh, for Erica Campbell, the gospel singer from Mary Mary. Uh, and they you just us- throwing these names out like these are just you see what I mean? People. Do you like, see what I mean? Right. She's like, oh, for Erica <laughs> yeah, Campbell, see what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, Stevie Wonder was here a year ago, and then he brought in like, girl, what? It's very <laughs> surreal for us. So I I might say it like it's casual, but it's not casual at all. Right. Like it's very like surreal for us. But um, yeah, we were close for her birthday party, and then of course, like her team, her events team sent us the guest list for us to review before because you know we had our security and all the things um and I reviewed the guest list I saw some pretty cool people on there but Stevie Wonder was not on the list let me just make that clear and as my team is preparing for this big event you know we were all kind of you know we're we're a family like I said so we talk about random things so everybody's like who's somebody like you would want to see and I'm like I've seen Stevie Wonder in concert probably a dozen times like I really really like him and so I was telling my team that and they're like yeah you all are always randomly singing Stevie Wonder songs I was like I know it's really strange but I love him and then literally two hours later he comes through the back door and one of uh one of our bartenders comes and like Leslie Stevie Wonder's here and I was like you know what we're really busy right now. I don't have, I, I don't I don't have time get, for your shenanigans. I'm okay. I'm trying to get this food out. Like I know, like we joke, but this is not the time. It's not funny. Don't play with me, right? Like, don't fucking play with me. <laughs> and they're like, no, Leslie, I'm for real. I come out and he was sitting at the table. I said, You gotta stop. Like, this is not 
real. And you dropped I, everything, all the wine, all the food. It doesn't matter. Forget this cab, forget it all. Nothing else matters. And then I was like, okay, calm down. You know, he had some, uh, he had missed like our little cocktail hours. So he wanted some of the appetizers that we had, go to the kitchen, ask him to make it up. And we bring it out to him. And then 10 minutes later, we're bringing out the cake for Erica to sing happy birthday. And he goes to the mic to sing happy birthday. And it's on my personal Instagram. I fucking she lost, lost it. it. Like, I was yeah, like, I lost, it. Yeah. lost it. And we've had like some pretty cool people come in and I'm always telling my team, can't take pictures. Oh, you know, keep yourself together. Like, I was, I would have been embarrassing. I would have been embarrassing. <laughs> I was on the ground. I was crying. It was like crazy. It was really, <laughs> was really, like, you got to chill. I, I literally was telling myself, calm down, but I couldn't calm down. I could not calm down. So uh, if he, so he came and he sang happy birthday to her and I just lost it. So if he came and just did like a wind down Wednesday, like a private show and like, we were able to like invite our dad, who's like our biggest supporter. And he loves Stevie too. And just like, our uncles and like our cousins and like our team, like that would be it for me. I literally can't think of anybody. Like I love Rihanna, but I don't think it would hit the same as Stevie. I'm not going to disrespect Rihanna. No, I, love, like I, didn't say, I didn't say it wasn't going to be good. I didn't say it wasn't going to be good. I just said we it's not going to hit. <laughs> I love Rihanna, love Rihanna, but I don't think it would hit the same as Stevie because I think I'm like the only one like in our family that like loves Rihanna like that, but everybody loves Stevie. So it would be like a good family experience sorry that was a really long answer but stevie wonder <laughs> i'm gonna say frank ocean because he needs to reappear after this coachella yeah that's true you know he's not gonna show up <laughs> i just frank ocean if you can just if you it's one time yeah. And you don't even have, we don't need you to move. We don't need a whole production. I heard you was doing the ice skating ring. We don't need all that. <laughs> we will give you a stool and a mic. That's all you need. That's we, a good one. Yeah, we just need a few songs out of you and we're good. So oh, and Ryan Leslie. I think those three. Okay, those are our top three. Stevie. Wait, you picked two. <laughs> but you like Ryan Leslie. Okay, so four. We're good. Okay, come through with another. We ready. Oh, that's too hard, but I would probably say Adele. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's our top four. That would be right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But you just casually drop like, oh, people be coming in here all the time. Okay. Can you drop a couple names? I've been in there. Can you tell us? Uh, uh, the Debbie Allen. Yeah. Debbie. Oh yeah. We freaked out when Debbie Allen came. The um, aura that she yeah. has. Vanessa uh, Bell Calloway had her 60th birthday party at 1010. So she just brought a host of her like celebrity friends and they were just extremely down to earth. And they also, which was really cool because we, um, so my birthday was, is the day before Vanessa Bell Calloway's. I can't just say Vanessa. I have to say her full name. It's the whole thing. I don't it's know why, thing. but gotta say the whole it's thing. the whole thing. Uh, so she came in, she had her birthday party there and um, uh, the she we had been planning, you know, for a couple months. So she knew my birthday was the day before and she gifted me something on my on her birthday for my birthday. And literally all of her guests were just as genuine and sweet and compassionate and caring and really like poured into us like throughout the whole event. Like we had only been open about six months at that point. So they were just like, the food is good. Your staff is great. Y'all are doing a good job. Thank you for everything. And so that was really surreal for us. Yeah. So that was a cool moment. Um, Cedric, the entertainer has been there. Terrell Owens has been there. 
um, gosh, there's, there, we've had a lot of really cool people that yeah. we just weren't expecting to come. I'm just going ahead and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a slow clap. Right, from a stranger. <laughs> just go ahead and give you that right there. That I feel amazing. like we're forgetting people and I don't want them to be offended. No, we are. We are. But, yeah, but we've uh, had some, yeah, some pretty cool people. Uncle Clifford from uh, P Valley. Oh, yeah, that oh. was. That was yeah. Oh, <laughs> he was a great. I'd probably lose it over Uncle Clifford. <laughs> yeah, I definitely would. Yeah, he was Google's great. Google's Uncle Clifford. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you better get on this P Valley. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us Well Suite today. We truly appreciate you taking the time. Before you go, tell everybody where they can either follow you individually or uh, 1010. Yeah, so we're on all social media outlets at 1010, so 1010 Wine and Events, all spelled out. Um, we have a ton of stuff coming up for the summer, so we normally announce those things on our Instagram. Also, if you're a part of our mailing list, if you're local to Los Angeles, we do a couple things just for those people that are on our mailing list. So sign up there. Um, yeah, but we always have we always have stuff going on, so just make sure you're following us. Yeah, our personal Instagrams are pretty boring. So <laughs> yeah, they are. It's literally us just reposting stuff from Tintin, so. <laughs> right and videos of me moving my niece out of college so you know right. that's it so yeah <laughs> just follow us at Dintin. you don't care about what else we're doing <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today thank you for, having, for having us, having us. It's, it's been, been a great, great time. time thank you yeah <laughs> thank you and thank you for keeping that anti-ice cream movement alive i'm here with you <laughs> anti-happiness right <laughs> Thanks for joining the Swirl Suite. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button, leave us five stars, and leave us a comment. We love ratings. Also, be sure to follow all of us on social media. Myself at Buy Me Up, Glenn is at Vino Noir, Girl Meets Glass is Tanisha, Vino301 is Leslie, and you can follow the Swirl Suite podcast account at Swirl Suite. The Swirl Suite is now a part of the Alive Podcast Network. This episode has been edited and produced by Vime Me Up Media.